We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. So glad to have you. It's Thursday. Got a big football game tonight. Meanwhile, on the screen right in front of you, a man from Japan is crying. Oh, he is crying, crying because Japan advances, and He's you cr- will not tears of joy. You will not give the non-Americans love in this World Cup. No, I will. I'm just more interested in how the U.S. does than I am Costa Rica. I don't know. I just don't have a connection. So you know, Perloff won't even give the Americans love. So I, I mean, know. what are you talking You're about? You're calling Tris- <laughs> Christian Pulisic is just a guy. He's not not pu- putting his life on the line for no, the U.S. Oh, men's national team. Now this is getting warped. I am a huge Christian. <laughs> Pulisic fan. Yeah. <laughs> I always get nervous when <laughs> I say it wrong. By the way, and, 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 so ES- much. No clue how to pronounce his Watch two hours of ESPN and you will hear it said four different ways. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying it wasn't exactly like he was going over the middle against Brian Dawkins and about to take a shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, maybe we should ask our next guest because he is somebody who played in a collision sport, of course. That's Brian McFadden, CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst. He's the host of all Things Covered podcast, which we love. He's also a two-time Super Bowl champion. Brian, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. What do you think? Did You saw the goal that Christian Pulisic scored. Was that putting your life on the line, like going over the middle in the NFL? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, listen, we know soccer is different than American football, but in regards to Putting your life on the line, no way. Nowhere close to being in that conversation. Yeah, it's not a quarterback, a wide receiver getting hit by James Harrison and a little <laughs> slant, right? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, in regards to the game with soccer, you know, we see a lot of things happen with certain players. Not saying in that incident, but where they just kind of over-exaggerate certain things. Yeah. You know, people have started flopping in the NFL, though. Have you noticed that? They're trying to get calls. All of a sudden, guys get pushed a little bit, and they go flying five yards back. Dude's 300 pounds. All of a sudden, he's on his back. Anyway, uh, we've got more pressing matters we have to get with to, with you, uh, Bryant McFadden, our guest. So we love your podcast. Of course, it's all things covered. You, Patrick Peterson. Yesterday's episode, or at least I saw it yesterday, was an interesting one. Let's play a clip, Brian. I know, obviously, you know it, but for the rest of our audience, if they haven't listened to it, it was you two having a conversation about Kyler Murray. I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately, but it tells me he doesn't care about his head coach. And he's putting everything on the head coach, basically saying... Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. (laughs) That's just a matter of the fact. Okay, so that was you talking first and then Patrick Peterson second. And, you know, Brian, I think your criticism is valid, like, right, from what we can see on the field about him and the coach getting into it. Patrick Peterson played with Kyler Murray and maybe knows him a bit better. Were you surprised by what he said about Murray? 
Uh, before I answer that question, one thing I would like to clarify, I know sure. there's a lot of people, you know, basically saying Pat is looking for clicks and he's trying to gain attention. If you know anything about Pat Pete, he's never been that type of guy. He's a guy who's always been under the radar. He's a guy who's done things, you know, quietly than anything, and that's just who he is. And in that situation, he would just speak in his mind. So to answer your question, yes, I was surprised because <laughs> my <laughs> action, my, my, if you watch the video of us, what he said, what he said, I was, I, was, I was stuttering. I didn't know what to say because I didn't expect that. But then he was just being real and he was just being blunt in regards to his experience out there with Kyler Murray, and as I stated as well when Pat finished his statement, I don't know Kyler personally, so I can't speak on him on or off the football field. You know, I can talk about what I see on the football field, the same thing you guys see, but in regards to talking to him, who he is about in the in the organization, I can't speak on that. But Pat can because he played with him, and I got to take him for what his word is. So, yes, I was surprised, and, and you know, hopefully – from what happened on our episode, you know, hopefully those two guys can maybe talk about things and move on. But, you know, we have to wait and see. So I'm sure you saw Kyler's tweet by now, right? So he yeah. quote tweeted it yesterday and said, this isn't true. You were on some weird bleep and added uh, Patrick Peterson. You got my number. If you really felt like this as a quote unquote big bro or quote unquote mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me so your podcast can grow. I get what you're saying about Patrick Peterson, never a guy who's doing this for the clicks. It's really something he feels. But what we kind of know about football and professional sports, generally this stuff kind of is taken care of behind the scenes, right? Yeah, no question. But then also, too, Maggie, you got to look at what is the situation if there's not a relationship. Um, ah. I don't know Pat's relationship with Kyler Murray, but I don't think it's as intact as it would be Pat and, 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 and Tyron Matthew. You know, I know those guys rock. They talk all the time. So I feel like if Pat felt like it was a good opportunity to call Kyler because they have that type of relationship, he probably would have done so. But it seems to be, and I'm just – Given my assumption, I don't think there's a relationship between the two guys in regards to one individual feeling comfortable enough to call him and talk about some things that has bothered him in, in years past. Uh, so you were a defensive player. Is the quarterback part of their job being a leader for the whole team? Does every quarterback have to do that, or is every quarterback different in the expectation as far as leadership goes? Is it okay for the quarterback not to be a leader? Does he have to be that role in the locker room? I think – the unwritten rule in the game of football, especially the National Football League, the quarterback is a leadership position. Now, some quarterbacks lead differently, and you don't necessarily need your quarterback to be the ultimate leader, but you need your quarterback to be a dependable guy on and off the football field. Mm -hmm. And I think with, with him being dependable, that will require his teammates to respect him and lead by example by being the ultimate professional, being in the building early, leaving the building late. Those are actions that people will follow and treat you as a leader without you saying one word because usually those actions will warrant success and wins for your respectable organization. So, yes, just because you play the quarterback, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a leader. But at some point in time, you have to showcase leadership traits. That's why the quarterback is the highest-paid position in the game of football because to whom much is given, much is expected. It's a great point. Brian McFadden is our guest. One more point on this, Brian, and then we have other NFL stuff we want to get uh, get to you with. But 
Patrick Peterson also said that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the scapegoat here, right? That's kind of his prediction, right? That things are clearly not going well in Arizona and Cliff is going to be the one who ends up paying for it. Obviously not Kyler. They just gave him a bunch of money. Just take the, the relationship between Peterson, Kyler, and, and your role in this or whatever out of it. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach? I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's a coach that was deserving of getting the opportunity that he received in the National Football League. Yep. And the the reason why I'm saying that, guys, is because what significant thing did he do at Texas Tech in regards to consistency, right? When you look at coaches that make that jump from the collegiate side of things, they have shown a consistent stride of wins. Most notable, let's let's highlight Matt Rule, who didn't have a good a good uh, tenure in Carolina. <laughs> right. But if you look at his coaching career throughout uh, throughout college football, going back to Temple, looking at how he changed that program around, then getting an opportunity to go to Baylor, changing that program around. Of course, you like well. He's done some good things, and he's done so in a consistent way. Of course, yeah, let's see what he can do in the National Football League. It fizzled out, but let's see. My thing is this with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know him personally, and I'm only speaking from what I've seen throughout him standing on the sideline. Texas Tech never was a consistent winner when he was there. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he had a below 500 record when he left Texas Tech. He did. Yep. So he did. Right. Yep. So how can you have a below 500 record coaching college football and then get promoted to the highest level where you're dealing with the best professional athletes in the world, the best professional football minds in the world to get to that level? How is that possible? How can you be at best average and get promoted? In what profession does that happen? In what employment does that happen? It doesn't. That's not the case. So to answer your question. I don't say I, I can't say he's a bad coach because he is deserving of being a head coach somewhere, right? But in regards to being in the National Football League, based on what he's done before the Arizona Cardinals opportunity, no, I didn't think he was deserving of that. All right. Well, as long as we're opening up that topic, what if uh, he was in the booth, or sorry, in the uh, ESPN <laughs> studio yeah. two weeks before he took his job? What do you think of Jeff Saturday getting that opportunity with the Indianapolis Colts? I mean, it's the same thing. Listen, I love seeing former players get an opportunity to coach, especially if they want to coach, right? right? But the way he got the opportunity, heck, he never interviewed to be the the interim head coach. It just was, it was just given to him. So, you know, it's tough because there are a lot of guys that are currently on that staff that have been through the fire day in and day out with those guys that have had coaching experience, not necessarily saying as a head coach, but significant coaching experience that were overlooked for that opportunity. Now, you you have to live with it, but was Jeff Saturday deserving of that opportunity? Uh, I would say no, but I'm happy to see him get the opportunity because maybe that can open up other doors for other coaches, other former players that are that would like to be coached. But, yeah, when that happened, man, I was just as surprised as all of you guys. Like, who's the head coach? <laughs> he was a consultant? Like, like what, really? But, but I'm okay in seeing it. If this can be a domino for other people, sure. that's the thing. I'm looking for opportunities for other guys that want to do the same thing. Like, if this can be a domino for other guys that play the game at a high level or just play the game in general and they have a respectable mind and they know how to lead, then, yeah, so be it. 
let's 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 go with it. But we have to wait and see if this could be opportunities for other guys. But for me, I was definitely surprised. But I can't hate on Jeff Saturday for getting the opportunity. Someone presented him with opportunity. You can't t- expect for him to say no. But was he deserving based on what we've seen in years past with other interim head coaches? No, he wasn't. But let's see exactly what comes from this opportunity. We're talking with the two-time Super Bowl champ. Bryant McFadden is a CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst. He's the host of All Things Covered, where he talks with Patrick Peterson. It's a great podcast. I encourage everybody to listen to it if you're not already. Uh, one more for you, Brian, and this one is just looking ahead to this weekend. Don't want to overlook tonight, Bill's Patriots. I know that's a really big one, but I think a lot of people are curious, what is this Dolphins offense going to look like when they go up against the San Francisco defense? Because there's been a lot of love for Tua. There's been a lot of love for Mike McDaniels. What do you think happens when they run into this good San Francisco D? Yo, if the Dolphins offense is real, they produce. They ball out. The same can be said for the 49ers. If they're legit, they ball out. But something will happen when iron meets iron. Something will happen. Mm. So I think they will make plays, no question, because they have unique guys in key positions on their offensive side of things. But it's all about Tua. You know, if Tua can be comfortable like he's been over the last few weeks, man, he, 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 he's playing with a lot of confidence, man. And this could really jumpstart a legit MVP campaign for him if he can go into San Francisco all out and they win. But, you know, these are two playoff-caliber teams, and I'm a bit biased. I'm a defensive-minded guy, so I always love seeing defenses, you know, neutralize and slow down elite-like offenses. So that's kind of the side I'm favoring just from the defensive side of things. But, man, to answer your question, I do believe the Miami Dolphins can be successful against San Francisco. Now the bigger question is, will they be successful enough to score more points than San Francisco's offense? That's the question. Last question for me, Brian. We are a Jordan Travis show. We are fans. <laughs> yes, we are. And you tweeted that he should be in next year's Heisman conversation. Does that mean he's going to be the quarterback in FSU next year? Or is it? Should we expect that? And, man, he's going to be awesome if so. Yo, Andrew, when I made that tweet, I, I was hoping it gained a lot of traction. So maybe that can be the, <laughs> the deciding factor in getting Jordan to come back <laughs> one more year. So I selfishly put that out there. Because I would really love for him to come back. But in all honesty, I do believe that. I believe if Jordan Travis returns to Florida State, along with everything that will be around once again, why not? Name me another quarterback that has been as hot as Jordan Travis over the last four or five weeks of the college football season. Name me another quarterback in regards to playmaking ability, ability, making plays, efficiency, and just being a playmaker. Caleb Jordan Williams Travis has been balling. Caleb Williams, Bryant. Caleb Williams, yes, but I'll say this in regards to Caleb Williams. Over the last four to five weeks, like he hasn't really played against defenses that you kind of like got to look at and say, okay, well they can kind of go at you and give you give you some heat a little bit. And also, too, when you talk about just the improvements. I think that is a big nod in favor of Jordan Travis as well. Yeah. He's been probably one of the more, more improved quarterbacks in college football. Caleb Williams came in with a lot of hype, deserving so because he's been that type of player. But in regards to who Jordan Travis has been and what he's done this season, yes. I think if he comes back, I understand you got Drake May and the ACC and North Carolina who, who will be returning as well. 
But Drake May is not the playmaker that Jordan Travis is. Did you see those two plays he made with his legs <laughs> against Florida? They're not a, I don't know. There are not a lot of quarterbacks in college football that can do that. I don't, right. by, right. we're, big, we're big Jordan Travis. We had him on the show yeah. earlier in the season. He, he made us big fans. How is Anthony – I think Anthony Richardson looks like a first-rounder, by the way, the Florida quarterback. But then I look at his box score at the end of the day. Is he – what do you think? I mean, we're probably going to be talking at draft time, and he's probably going to be in the conversation. But I don't understand how you can be that inefficient in college and still be a great NFL prospect, Brian. Because a lot of scouts, front office, execs, they get mesmerized by potential. Mm-hmm. That's where – some guys get drafted based on potential, and people feel like we can coach them to reach that potential. I'm, this is the type of individual I am in regards to watching college football and just thinking about draft time. If I don't see consistency on the collegiate level, why do I believe you will show consistency on the highest level? Yep. That's the thing. And, yes, athletically – Potential, he has everything you would want your quarterback to have plus more. But he just has to find out how he can be more consistent. Because if you're not consistent at the quarterback position, you're not going to win ball games. You're not. And if you don't have a quarterback in the game of football, that field is extended to 50 yards. It feels like you have to drive 150 yards if you don't have a quarterback. And Brian, we could do this all day. Unfortunately, we're up against a break. This was awesome. Thank you so much for making time for us today. The two-time Super Bowl champion, Brian McFadden. Of course, you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ as an NFL analyst, and he's the host of All Things Covered. I know it's been a busy 24 hours for you, Brian, I'm sure. A little extra busy uh, with going viral, as you guys did. Hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, Thank you for having me. You know I always make time for you guys, so thank you. Appreciate that. Brian McFadden. Thank you, Brian. The best. Um... By the way, he had another tweet, or he was retweeting somebody who compared Will Levis to Jake Locker. Very similar situation. Oh, no. Anthony Richardson, (laughs) a sort of not consistently accurate college quarterback. But then again, we're going to watch a guy tonight who fit that same description, Josh Allen. Yep. By the way, and I, I, I don't think I've commended you yet. You're cool. In the face of a night where your you. your team is playing Bill Belichick, and the fact that you're able to focus on other things except for the World Cup is really amazing. <laughs> Just deciding what I'm going to be imbibing tonight and <laughs> trying to keep my nerves at an all-time Does that low. depend on the results of yeah, what you imbibe? Probably. Uh, the other thing, too, I was thinking about that. So Bryant McFadden tries to tweet things into existence. Should we try, start doing that around love here? Love it. I love it. I, I think I have done that, but <laughs> I do the opposite of that. But I think maybe we start tweeting things into well, you existence. Do, but you got to be careful. You can't jinx your team. You can't tweet. You have to say nothing but negative things about the Bills leading up to this game. <laughs> the because reverse the uni- jinx. <laughs> the universe is brutal when it comes to that. If you get overconfident, they will hammer you. I'm a Bills and Mets fan. You don't think that I know that the universe is brutal? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four. I'm aware that the universe is brutal. Uh, Coming up, how would Aaron Rodgers react to a switch to Jordan Love? You'll hear from the quarterback next. Got that and so much more. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Wow, this is a little little jaunt going on. Is this a Maggie choice for music? What, what do we got going there, Stu? <laughs> got some new additions to the music folder. Yeah, what is it? Uh, it's a little Snoop Dogg. Yeah, this is Snoop. Oh, this sorry. is definitely a Maggie pick. This is this is still on the old on the old hits list, right? Or is this the new music that got loaded up? This is new. This is the yeah, new music. This is brand new. All right, these are Spike's picks. Spike picked music for our program director. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you sound so surprised? I don't. He's never done that before. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the music head around here. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. There you go. So, by the way, I was at uh, getting water at the break. Yeah. World Cup chatter everywhere. I'm telling you, it's like uh, it's infected the office. Well, well hold on. I think, just, just to note also, the people here are like big time into me, Stu, yeah. uh, uh, Gallo out there, big time soccer guys. Yeah. So like we're also in an environment where there's a lot of soccer people Absolutely. Around. But there's a man from Japan who's crying his eyes out yeah. and Maggie is <laughs> dismissing, dismissing him. She's like, let's stick at four teams and dismiss any team that's not America in <laughs> no, the World Cup. That's where that. you stand. A 14 World Cup. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And I want the World Cup only four teams while we're at it. Yeah. And I want the NFL playoffs only four teams. <laughs> I, I only want four NBA finals. Yeah. No, I appreciate that gentleman being emotional over his soccer yeah, team. That's yeah. awesome. It's great. But we have more pressing matters stateside, guys, which is the college football playoff announced that they are going to be expanding, not next year, but the year after. And I don't want them to. I want them to stay at four. So we have that on the table. If you would like to react to 855-212-4CBS, do you want them to stay at four? Would you like to go to 12? We also just did a great interview with Bryant McFadden because he doesn't do any interviews that aren't great. He's excellent. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion defensive back and does a podcast with Patrick Peterson. And Patrick Peterson yesterday on that podcast went viral because he called out Kyler Murray. Basically said, not basically said, he only cares about himself. Let's hear it. I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately. But it tells me he doesn't care about his head coach. And he's putting everything on the head coach, basically saying. Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. (laughs) That's just a matter of fact. Right. So then Kyler Murray. So this is a former teammate of Murray's. Patrick Peterson is. Kyler Murray tweeted back. This isn't true. You want some wild bleep, Patrick Peterson. You got my number. If you really felt like this as a quote unquote big bro or quote unquote mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me not drag me so your podcast can grow. DeAndre Hopkins also tweeting today. You don't kick a man when he's already down. Feeling like people are piling on Kyler Murray. Oh, I was wondering who is down in this situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you I get hundred million dollars, are you? Yeah. Can you ever be and down? Is Kyler the... really down? Like, if Kyler's down, Kyler's down because he's They're struggling losing. himself. Yeah, it's not like anything bad's happening to him. Well, he's been he's hurt. Just, 
I yeah, guess. Yeah, fine. But like, he's hurt because he's small and he runs the ball a lot. Doesn't know how to take a hit, and it's his okay. own fault. I don't. I'm. Uh, I by saying this, I guess I am the person saying this. But has anyone stood up before DeAndre Hopkins? They have a lot of teammates through the years stood up for Kyler Murray because I heard that criticism. Going back to A&M, teammates do not stick up for Kyler Murray the way they might some other players. Reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson, too. You don't hear a lot of teammates sticking up for him. I, I don't I don't know the answer to this because I'm not in that locker room. But it does seem like Kyler, as Brian alluded to, does not necessarily provide the leadership role on that team that you might want out of a veteran quarterback. You know, But we, we're not there. But that's what the, the definite appearance is. Yeah, right. Not consistent, right, is what Brian thought. Like, yeah. that's what the quarterback, they don't have to necessarily be the biggest leader on the yeah. team. We know there have been defensive guys who have been leaders of teams before, but he has to be consistent, and Kyler hasn't done that. And here's the interesting thing, though. We talked to Brian, right, and we said, are you were you surprised that Patrick Peterson – said that publicly about Kyler, because that's a big thing. You know it's going to go viral. He said, listen, he's not doing that for the clicks, and quite frankly, I was surprised. And the fact that Kyler Murray would write back, you don't do that to someone, why didn't you call me? Bryant was like, listen, maybe they don't have the relationship you think you have with Patrick Peterson. Maybe Kyler is one of those people, and again, I'm playing a little armchair psychiatrist here, who might be a little more introverted, right? Might not be like a full-on rah-rah guy, and maybe he thinks he's making connections people with people that is just not there, you know? Yeah, it's so hard to tell when we're not there. But It's impossible. Yeah. All we know is that, but the thing is about him, you know, getting into it with Cliff Kingsbury or showing him up or whatever on the sidelines or yelling at guys. See, we got to be consistent here. Because I know Kyler Murray hasn't done the winning that Tom Brady has done, but Tom Brady used to show up his coaches a lot on the sidelines. More than Bill O'Brien? And Josh McDaniels. He Okay, I didn't yeah. see him yell at McDaniels. I don't I think he's ever yelled at Belichick. Uh, maybe he and Belichick have gotten into it. I don't know. But like Phil Simms and Bill Parcells used to do that all the time. I mean, when it's in the heat of the moment of the game, I'm Phil more Simms for... yelled at Bill Parcells? Yes, that's where the whole thing, the great Phil Simms comes from. Act knows about this. Oh, I thought, because yeah. I always thought it was Bill Parcells yelled at Phil Simms constantly, 24 hours a day. No, I thought that it was, was but then Phil, like, gave it to him back on the sideline. He's like, oh, yeah, the great Phil Simms. Yes, they used to get totally fiery with each other on the sideline. And those are just two examples I know off the top of my head. I'm sure there's dozens of others. Huh. Dude, you never even saw Phil Simms play, though. That was a long time ago. I remember ago. Phil, sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I barely remember. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to John. He's in California. No. Did you, I thought you were going to bring it up that when the Giants beat the Bills in the Super Bowl, it wasn't Phil. Oh, yeah, right. It was Hosseller. No, I, I, but I'm glad you did. I thought I you were just up. bringing that up just to, just oh, to tell me, make sure I remember. I think on a day the Bills play, I should bring up as many Bills losses as I possibly can <laughs> squeeze you. in. Again, I'll be there drinking plenty later. to choose from. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. John is in California. I want to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Hi, John. What's up? Yeah, uh, you guys failed to mention that when he was at Texas Tech, his record wasn't the greatest, but it was his innovative uh, passing and offense. That's the reason. And also, he had a relationship with Kyler Murray. Of course. So that's why the Arizona uh, signed him as a coach. You know, he needs a better defensive uh, coaches. And second of all, on the uh, 12 to 4 that you're talking about, yeah. uh, you know, uh, over here in California, they had uh, CI, uh, the high school football. And uh, Mother Day was number one in the country, and St. Pius, St. Bosco was the second uh, in the country. And they played in league, and Mother Day won. And now that they played for the CIF title for Southern California, St. Bosco won. 
So it's the same thing with Ohio State and Michigan. They played for the league in league, right. and then uh, Michigan they played won, again. But they don't get to play them in the uh, playoffs in the championship because they got some crummy team called Purdue playing. <laughs> well, <laughs> John, thank you. <laughs> Talking about high school football, and I was like oddly riveted by that. By the way, I, I know I love hearing about that. Because like I, I know I, I'm familiar with those two programs, yeah. Modern Day and and Bosco, right? So California. here's one thing: the the side argument should the one and two team in each conference play? I do think. So the this, Pac-12 has done that, yeah, right? I, Getting I, rid of the divisions. And the big remember there was a, we were laughing earlier in the year. There was a huge story about whether the Big Twelve should do this. I think the fact that Purdue is in this final and the fact that LSU and not Alabama is there, I think there's some merit to that. Well, would it be better if all of a sudden you had Michigan, Ohio State, and then the next week we get Michigan, no, Ohio State? that's not good either. I feel like that doesn't work either. That's oh, too boy. much of a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like 10 scoops of ice cream or something. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Rob is an Indy. Hey, Rob, what's up? Hey, love the show. Uh, I just have one quick take, and that's about like the college playoff. Yeah. I think it's, I think expanding it to twelve teams is absolutely the best thing, and here's why: it's simply because I don't want a bunch of suits deciding who gets to play in the top four and who's fifth and who's sixth, and and we use words like eye test and, and whatever <laughs> they want to do to to justify their reason. I would just rather have the discussion that the thirteenth team gets left out and this allows all the other schools a better shot to get in there and that's what all we want is for it to be decided on the field where it should be love right. the show thanks so much thank you rob less controversy yeah get we, rid of those suits yeah i'm with you <laughs> um i have a feeling i love where rob's head's at have a feeling we're still going to back our way into a lot of controversy, even when it's 12. Maybe the stakes won't be as high, but like, for example, this is what I brought up about why I want to keep it for, here are some of the problematic things that go to 12. Let's just say, for example, we take this season, like right now, if there was a 12-team playoff, where the rankings are now. So you have Kansas State is 10, Utah is 11. If they both lose this weekend in their respective conference championships, so that's going to open the door for an LSU, an FSU, uh, Oregon, an Oregon State, a UCLA. So essentially you just penalize Kansas State and Utah for having the audacity to make it to their conference championship game. That's something we should be celebrating. You make it to the conference championship game. If you lose there, you shouldn't get knocked out of the tournament for a team that, like FSU that's not playing this weekend. Yeah, but also you might be in the easier division of a conference and – you might be able to get to the conference final just because of the fact that you're not in the good division. Right, so, like Purdue. Yeah, so yeah. that, I mean, that that happens too. There's no perfect solution. And also, I don't think the committee, if the committee had a 12-team ranking, I think they would have done this differently because they have, for example, they have Utah at 11 and 9 and 3 and Washington at 12 at 10 and 2, and Washington's much higher in the AP poll. I think that they're playing some games. Well, I'm just using this as an example because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy for all of us to follow along. But no, no, my point was that th- they would address that scenario. Like they would have that all planned out. Like, yeah, you they think, would. Oh, sure, they're putting Utah <laughs> number. Because I think this committee U- has so much foresight. Yeah, <laughs> I think they put Utah at 11 so they could help USC's case or something. I don't know. They always have some shenanigans going on here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Utah at 11 really shouldn't be at a Washington at 12. That makes no sense whatsoever. 
I totally agree. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get to that Aaron Rodgers sound. Do see you guys on the phone. Uh, we'll get to you as well. We got a lot of ground to cover here. Glad you're a part of the show. So happy to be sitting in this winter wonderland of a studio. Looks fantastic. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here is Rich Ackman. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you on this Thursday Got a lot on the table for you. How's the poll looking, by the way? I know you put it on oh. your Twitter feed, so I'm sure it's all your... <laughs> My acolytes? Your acolytes. Uh, the question was, what's a better for college football? Four teams or 12 teams? And it was... Uh, it's somewhere around 88%. Oh, oh my God. Somebody... Our Nick in Texas just... Oh, boy. Oh, just well. sent me a really... Uh-oh. Did you see? What is Nick in Texas doing? He sent this, this sort of obscene, not safe for work video that has got me... to. Somebody help me out here. Hey, what's going on? Because there's a lot of not safe for work videos that have been floating around the uh, internet the last 24 hours. 83% say 12 teams. Okay. That didn't seem that hard, but somehow got very difficult for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Still, I've never heard that laugh. This is a picture that, I don't know if this is true. From Nick in Texas, it's a lineman, an offensive lineman who's wearing sort of Bermuda shorts and a supermodel is feeding him grapes or something. And it says, uh, he's the first pro supermodel. Do you see this? Is this fake? Sue? I, I don't <laughs> Let know. me see. They're, they're modeling underwear. Oh, that's, that it's not that real. bad. That's not that provocative. Who's I mean, time? they're both in underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a sort of, I think it's fake anyway. Uh, yeah, but you're can, saying he's an offensive lineman. He doesn't look like, you know, uh, Give me somebody. He doesn't look like Jason Peters out there. The guy's small. Uh, can we talk about also the tweet, the complaint we got the other day? Uh, someone asked me to apologize that I was insensitive to America and Christian Pulisic yeah. after the injury. And he said, I mean, the guy suffered a pelvic concussion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the old and, pelvic concussion. And I Googled that. Happened. I knew there was an injury, and I actually Googled pelvic concussion, and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> yes, you showed me the tweet. It was obviously someone mistaken. Right, it, obviously a, it was means... a spell correct, yeah, yeah. And it came out pelvic concussion, which is awesome. <laughs> to which yes. you replied, I mean, that is where men do most of their thinking. So. <laughs> most of the brains live <laughs> right around there. Most men... Not to paint you all with one broad brush. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, Jim is in Indiana and has a thought for Perloff specifically. Jim, what do you have? Yeah, it's, uh, the Eagles are going to face the probably, arguably, the most difficult running game this week, yeah. and I was just curious about yeah. Andrew's thoughts on that. Yeah. I heard he was a Philadelphia fan. Jim, from 1 to 10, my panic level about the Eagles' run defense is a 12. <laughs> this is oh, a yeah. I mean, Why, this is Why, you signed bad. every defensive lineman past, present? I know, and they they have not been as effective so far as I would have wanted. So you got Derrick Henry, then you got Saquon the next week. It's the only flaw with this team. And, Jim, the other reason I'm panicking is, so the Eagles have one loss, but the Cowboys have three losses. The Eagles fall to the Titans. Then basically that week 16 game against the Cowboys is for all the marbles in the division. So it's really kind of a scary proposition. There's all too much football left. <laughs> I am not ready to coordinate the Eagles. Okay, can I please? I get painted all the time for yeah. being like alarmist and totally over negative about the Bills. The Eagles have the best record in the NFL. You're not allowed to be panicked. Uh, well, Jim, what do you think? You are you an Eagles fan? Are you because Jim, at how least are you I, I was raised in South Jersey, 
Oh, awesome. I've been a, I'm, I'm 61. I've been an Eagles fan since birth, you could say. What town and in South Jersey? The, Camden, Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> I was raised until I moved to Cherry Hill. Going to be honest, and, Jim, I'm not picking up a big New Jersey accent from you. No, I've been, I've been out. I went into the military, and you tend to lose it being around folks from all different areas of the country. Got that? Yep. But, uh, but you don't lose being a, you don't lose being an Eagle, <laughs> Flyers, and a Eagles fan. Well. And uh, but my my thoughts, my my thoughts around this are there's been so many years that I've looked at that Dallas game and said I wish that game didn't mean anything. Oh, me too. But that Dallas game, it, you can make it the last game of the season, and for some reason that'll be it, it'll make a difference. This year, Christmas Eve, it's going to make a difference. I, I think Santa Claus is safe in Dallas, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> we know he's not safe in Philly. Duck, right. Santa, duck. Jim, <laughs> yes, thanks so it. much. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, I, by the way, it was just in Cherry Hill, which is the greatest town in the world, because mm-hmm. uh, it is part, is well, not really Cherry Hill, it's Mount Laurel, where NFL Films, the greatest building in the world is. Oh, you used to work there. You used to work there, drove right past it. It is it's the Mecca. It is all things great. You walk in and they just inundate you with football highlights for the next six hours. Can I ask you a question? So when I worked at the NBA, yeah. you could actually check out tapes yeah, like during exactly your lunch hour and stuff. And I could watch, go back and watch the 1992 All-Star game if I wanted to or the dunk contest or whatever. And I could go do that and then watch it and then return it to the library. Can you do the exactly. same thing at NFL Films? Well, exactly the same. Uh, I actually worked, I worked at the NFL office. I wasn't really at NFL Films, but I did have an office there so I could look at tape Um and they had tapes. Then they transitioned. They put it all on a computer program when I was there in 2003, I think. Yeah. So now it's all on computer. Same at the NBA. It's, I'm sure, it's, yeah. it's, it's all digitized. It used digitized. to be tapes. That was when I was working there in 2004, uh, 2005. But if you think about it and you have a computer in front of you and you have access to every play in NBA or NFL history. Yeah, what do you go for? It's overwhelming. Like, I don't know. Is there something that you would want to watch? So, you know what I did when I worked there? And I guess maybe this is like for anyone out there, if you're aspiring broadcasters or whatever, this might be good advice too. I had never seen like George Gervin. I grew up in upstate New York. I, there's no way we didn't have league pass, you know, and I was never saw him play because <laughs> I'm too alive. young. Yeah. I'm way too young. So for guys like that, I could just check out like George Gervin highlights and watch. So at least I could be knowledgeable a little about what I was talking about. Nerd sitting there watching George Gervin <laughs> highlights at, at lunch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, you, <laughs> that was in good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I love it. I watched. So my favorite thing, the reason, the sole reason I got into sports was the NFL Films half-hour recap of a season that they did for every team. So good. We used to, Philadelphia was such a big deal that they would have an assembly every year where they pulled the whole class in and you'd watch the NFL Films oh recap gosh, of the like 19, 1983 <laughs> Eagles or something. Yes. The class would suit Yes, and because John, it's all it's very, John Facenda, the voice of NFL Films, is from Philadelphia. The whole school would be there. We'd all cheer the Eagles. I know. This is. I've never heard of anything this like, is like that. This is like an ex- outstanding academic area, and like the Eagles were basically the class. But the best <laughs> thing was those NFL Films, they do a half hour recap, and it doesn't matter how bad your team was, the last two sentences always had to be positive. And it was my favorite to figure out how are they going to put a positive spin. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were one in thirteen, but hope springs eternal in the Sunshine State, thanks to tight end Jimmy Giles and his four touchdowns on the season. <laughs> so they would always have the same exact like, line. Are you British, Irish? What was that? No, that is John Facenda. <laughs> well, was <Yeah>. it? <laughs> That's funny. 
But yeah, it was great. Uh, so I loved NFL films growing up, like that slow mo with the spiral football. Yeah, always. I think they did such a great job of selling the sport. I don't think it's as, quite as big a deal anymore. Well, what the, what the slow spiral turning spiral of NFL films now is the sprinklers come up yeah, on the grass knocks. on Hard Knocks yeah, yeah, in yeah. that first episode. Sprinklers come up, it's training camp. It's like, oh boy. By the way, Perlo, how dare you undercut Jimmy Giles? He had seven touchdowns in 79, six in 81, <laughs> and eight in 85 for yeah. Tampa. Four touchdowns. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Shortchanging him. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy Giles. Jimmy Giles. I can't believe I pulled that name. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was really good fake. One. And so yeah. I Googled it and it popped up. I'm like, this, is, this guy's real. You thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he just like, threw like a random name and some number. Oh, man. 855-212-4CBS. We get back to the question of the day, which is, Four teams are 12 in the college football playoff. We know it is going to 12 now. Uh, I wish it was staying at four. Steve is in L.A. What's up, Steve? Yeah, hi, guys. I like your show, but I have to respectfully disagree with you on the four because more participation allows less of those 13 bozos bozos to make uh, bad decisions, (laughs) i.e. this year having LSU five ahead of SC in one loss. We're having two lost Alabama who should have lost at Texas ahead. So there's an SEC bias. By the way, they're the only conference that plays four non-conference. And while UCLA is playing Washington and Ohio State's playing Penn State, Alabama's hosting Austin P. So they should never, ever, ever get a break. They don't have any coconuts because they never travel west of the Mississippi to play anybody. Wait, but hold on. But Steve, in the top 25 the Pac-12 has more teams than the SEC. What I'm saying is it's those 13 bozos in the room. <laughs> they don't get the Pac-12 credit. You they have more a, teams you, in the top 25 than any other conference. How are they not giving you credit? But the committee, when they came out with the rankings, they didn't have a clue. They had UCLA behind SC when SC didn't have any quality wins. Right, okay. They had we the can... bozo LSU <laughs> yes. ahead. These, and then, by the way, the, the guy who would talk, Boo Kerrigan, Bozo Kerrigan, he's the athletic director of North Carolina State who publicly reprimanded UCLA because UCLA backed out of the Holiday Bowl at the last minute. Do you think there was a reason why UCLA was behind SC the whole time? Well, I mean, there's a reason why we need 12. Get rid of those 13 bozos. Are they are they bozos? That's major allegations right there against (laughs) Boo Corrigan, who I couldn't pick out of a lineup. No, I could now because he does the show every Tuesday. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually, it's funny. I pulled up earlier who's on the committee right now, and I was surprised by some of these names. It rotates. Yeah, but there's some. I thought it was uh, all athletic directors or coaches or something, but there's a lot of players on there. Will Shields is on there. Hmm. Uh, John Urschel, who's the guy who's like the genius, right? Yeah, he was the, the math genius who played for the Ravens, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know. Uh, then it's a lot of athletes, like the Kent State athletic director, Gene Taylor. <sighs> that guy doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Bozos. And then you got R.C. Slocum still on there, some old school names. Yeah, it is. It's tough. I, I don't. Uh, would you want to be on that committee? I think it's a no lose, a no win situation. What do you think? What's your real name if your nickname's Boo? Boo Corrigan. I will look it up. What's his What's his actual name? Because Eugene. That's, his name's Eugene Corgan. Go to Boo. Ghost. Yeah. No, it's like what? It's like uh, what? Mockingbird, right? To kill a mockingbird. Boo, Boo Radley. There you go. Yeah, you don't name the kid after Boo Radley. Yeah, but. I don't think you do that. <laughs> Although, how do you get to? He Boo? was exonerated at the end of the book. right? That's true. He was. 
Spoiler alert, come on. <laughs> Not all of us have read that. <laughs> it's, it's only the one book we all had to read. <laughs> like, literally, that's probably from coast to coast. That Something was required. falling out of a tree? Yeah, was it? What What else? Uh, Catcher in the Rye was probably the, all the other one that we all Holden had Caulfield? to read. No matter what state you were born in. Any other ones we could think uh, of? Like, Huck Finn? Huck Finn. That was the other one I was thinking of. I know, I think Gatsby, that's, maybe? Gatsby, that's a good one. Gatsby's a big one. Yeah. Well, uh, you can tell we're very well read on the show. <laughs> we well, got no, we're four about books. <laughs> who asked her what we had to read in seventh grade? Now, of course, we've read several books since then. Oh, yeah. 11 Many. or 12. <laughs> Coming up, the most dangerous NFL team that no one's talking about. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.